Hey everybody, Joe Diesel here. Welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. And we have, uh, Jesse is not here. I don't know where he is. I haven't heard from him since uh, he disappeared last week. Um, so hopefully he'll turn up okay somewhere. Uh, but we do have a uh, special guest, uh, Jeremy. He's been on the show before a few times. Jeremy, welcome back to the Half Hour Power. Hey, thank you very much. Are you pondering weak and weary? <laughs> Yes. Yes, we are. Yes. So um, I was talking to Jeremy about uh, shows, what we haven't done and what we could do, and uh, he suggested doing something like this. And I said, well, you know what, Jeremy, I have not seen that Raven movie yet. So what did you tell me about that, Jeremy? <laughs> well, I told you to count your blessings for one thing, and um, I also uh, told you to um, share in my pain if you so wish to. And yeah, it's um, I, I, as you can see, I uh, really didn't care much for the movie. I, I'm a big Edgar Allan Poe fan, as is Joe. Um, you know, we both been reading him all of our lives. I don't know how many um, books you've gone through of his, Joe, like his complete works and stuff like that. But um, I'm thinking yep. that um, at this review, we may be a bit biased, coming from a couple of Poe fanatics. So I'm, I'm going to try to be as fair as possible, but I don't see how I'm going to. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Uh, when I first saw this trailer, what, what did you think when you first saw the trailer? Let's just start right there. The trailer, I thought, was I thought, well, it's an interesting concept. I like the idea of, um, you know, the setting, 1849, we're following Poe during the last days of his life when he becomes um, wrapped up in this case concerning a series of murders based on his stories. It's a great idea and could have been a fascinating film. And I was like, well, okay, I'll give it a shot, even though I don't think John Cusack is uh, the right fit for Edgar Allan Poe. I, I like John Cusack as an actor. I just don't think he looks like Edgar Allan Poe. Um, you know, but, of course, it was better than the first choice they had, which was Ian McGregor. Um, but um, I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. And, um, of course, what it looked like is exactly what it turned out to be was it was an action movie, you know, that passes itself off as a period piece thriller. And um, I just, I don't understand why they had to turn it into an action piece. Uh, you know, and then um, the camera works all over the place. I might be getting ahead of myself. Uh, we're we going to talk about the camera work later. Or we just talk about synopsis right <laughs> Absolutely. now. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get there, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I, I kind of had similar right thoughts. Uh, I had similar thoughts as you had when I first saw the trailer. Like, huh. But uh, John Cusack, I mean, I also like John Cusack. Uh, he's usually fairly good in everything he's in. I don't really hate him in anything he's in. And really the same with this. I didn't really hate him in it, but they gave him some odd things to do, and it was just mm -hmm. okay. And, and the other thing, I think we should get this out of the way right now, is there is that, and I know I've talked about this. I had to have talked about this on this show before. There's an episode called of Masters of Horror called The Black Cat, which is, uh, you know, a fictional telling of how he wrote The Black Cat, Edgar Allan Poe, mm. and Jeffrey Combs plays Poe in that, and he's awesome. Jeffrey Combs looks just like, he's like the splitting image. He is the splitting he's, image of Edgar Allan Poe. He, he does. He looks a lot like him, especially all made up that way with his hair down with the mustache and... And exactly. uh, as I watch that, I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, as you watch some of these period pieces and some of these people from history that you might like to meet 
or just C. Uh, <laughs> I had the thought that, yeah, you know, because sometimes you don't really want to meet these people because they're – but anyway, I thought, man, if if I saw Edgar Allan Poe, that is how I would imagine him to be, is exactly the way Jeffrey Combs played him. Everything I've read about him, you know, from, uh, you know, the stories of his, the uh, what what I've read about him, that is how I would imagine him to actually be like. Well, what about you, Jeremy? Did you see that episode and uh, – what were your thoughts? I saw, I saw the episode, uh, but it's been a while, so I can't really recall much of it. I do remember Jeffrey Combs looking great as Edgar Allan Poe, and I remember him being a bit, um, what's the word? I, I don't want to say an asshole. Uh, you know, he was, he was um, just, you know, he was a, a brooder, you know, and uh, I think he pulled it off well, him kind of stalking around, brooding, doing his writing. Um, fighting this mysterious black cat. That's what I remember most about that. I can't, can't really recall much more, but I do know that he had a um, pretty good hold on the character in that, um, as we imagine Edgar Allan Poe being, this uh, kind of brooding jerk, if you will. <laughs> because, um, yeah, he was, a, from, he was yeah. a pretty abrasive guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as we know, he used to... Uh, and you can get... Totally to- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can get collections of his uh, criticisms, and you can read mm-hmm. them, and he did not hold back. Oh, no, no. He, was he did not hold back at all. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, they portrayed him as kind of abrasive in that one, and also in The Raven they did, but I thought it was odd the way they did it in The Raven, because mostly uh, he's yelling. Yes. And it seems like, why are you screaming that? There's uh, one moment in uh, the Raven movie where he's yelling at the newspaper editor, I'll send you to hell! I'll send you to hell! How about that? Like, what? Okay. And there was that scene with him in the the pub early on where he just goes in there and starts picking a fight with these guys who are like, you know, six, seven feet tall and, you know, a little scrawny old Edgar Allan Poe. Pick, going there and picking this fight with them, <laughs> filling their beer, drinking their beer, whatever. And, you know, I'm like, really? I, I really doubt the actual Poe was going into, um, you know, pubs and picking fights with guys twice his size. This doesn't seem, of course, you know, I guess he didn't look like John Cusack either. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this move, as you already described uh, the plot, and, and I'm watching it and I'm thinking, you know, I wonder if they had given John Cusack like a real biopic of Poe, how he would have done with that. Because, you know, this is kind of a world story or whatever you want to call it, a uh, uh, type thing. So he can kind of – and they put that stuff in the script, and there's more instances like that. But I just kind of wonder how he would have handled it if it actually was a real uh, biopic of, of Poe. Do you think he would have done better, or do you think, I think he might he have done have the def- same? I think he would have definitely done um, a bit more toned down, I think. Um, of course, he's going by the script and by the director, yeah. uh, James Matigue. And James, James Matigue isn't exactly known for uh, having a subtle hand in his directing. You've seen Deeper Than Dead uh, and Ninja Assassin. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, so yep. I'm like, yeah, let's get that guy directed Ninja Assassin to do this period piece on Edgar Allan Poe. You know? um, but, yeah, he would have I'm definitely yeah. played him to him a bit more mellowed out, not so in-your-face drinking uh, 
beer in a bar and then uh, some other guy's beer in a bar and then trying to pick a fight with him and stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, there actually is that scene where he grabs another guy's drink, drinks it, and the guy's understandably pissed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, another so, uh, yeah, he got a beating for that. <laughs> yep. Got kicked right on out. So, there we are. Uh, neither one of us uh, like it that much. Uh, I think you disliked it a little more than me, but I don't think I'd ever watch it again either, so I guess I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Is that what that means when you watch a movie and you go, well, I didn't hate it, but I probably would never see it again? Does that mean you really did hate it? Uh, it means that you didn't hate it, but you don't care if you ever see it again or not. I actually turned it off halfway through, stopped watching it, Whoa. and then uh, decided, like, well, I better go on and finish it. I'm invested this much time in it. So I went back and watched and the rest of it. But yeah, I actually, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I wasn't interested in the plot. They, they couldn't, as a viewer, they couldn't uh, keep my attention. You know, I just, my mind just kept wandering off to other things because I was so bored by what was going on in front of me. Even as visually beautiful as it was, as much action stuff was going on, I just wasn't invested in the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, uh, they run around trying to solve the mystery. Um, so what happens? Well, what's the the rest of what happens? It's kind of uh, they kidnap the girl Poe is going to propose to to marry. Yeah, and then puts her in a coffin in the ground. And, and I mean, those are some cool shots. Yeah, so there's in the in the ground. there yeah, there's some cool stuff in that. I mean, that's not it's not it's not entirely a time waster if you watch it. I, I don't think, but. Uh, Oh, yeah, I mean, and when, and when, when there's some neat I, stuff in there. When you one one of my favorite shot, shots. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah? I no, go say, ahead. I, I was going to say, what I, what I found uh, fascinating was once we find out who this guy is, you have to start asking yourself, how was he able to afford all of this equipment to build the, these props, you know, from <laughs> the um, – from everyone Poe's books, like a pendulum, you know, and all that other stuff. Like, where did, yeah. find, where did he just go down like the local, uh, you know, uh, uh, store or something like that? Uh, you know, buy. Yeah, I need a pendulum and some rope. But don't ask me what it's for, you know. And, yeah, and, I'm a bit, and it's a giant mechanism. It's not a small thing. It's not. No. How does that go unnoticed? He couldn't hoist all that up there by himself. Exactly. Because so uh, even uh, Poe makes the comment, uh, well, the counterweight looks a lot bigger than I'd imagined it to be <laughs> in my story. And, uh, yeah, and then when you get to the reasons for why that guy decided to do it, it's kind of like, oh, all right. Do you wanna, Do you remember the reasons why he said he, he did this whole thing and put Poe through this and created this mystery for him to solve? It was something to do. Didn't cost much. Uh, I can't remember. Pretty uh, much. Uh, pretty pretty much. He's yeah. he's like, well, you stopped writing, and I'm a big fan, and I oh, was yeah, very disappointed when you story. stopped writing. So and I just wanted you to write another story. Isn't there other ways you could get him to <laughs> you might actually write another like story than doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah how about that? All the money you invested in all this equipment and stuff, you could have paid him to write another story. Uh, yeah, that's what he wanted. He wanted to get paid because uh, he needed the money. So, if yeah, if he had gone to him and said, I will pay you to write this story, um, 
Uh, speaking point. of pay, do you remember how much he uh, Poe got paid for the uh, Raven poem? Oh, good God, I don't remember. Um, it's been a while. They said it in the movie, and they got this right. Uh, there's a lot of little things that they got right in there that I thought were cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of them. Uh, Poe got paid $9 for that poem. That's right. Well, $9 back then buy a house. <laughs> back, back then, yeah, it was a lot of money back then, but, you know... <laughs> He could have he could have paid him ten dollars and <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you ten dollars for another story, you know. So, yeah, he would have loved that. He, we know he, he might have done that. Everyone in, in real life was so poor that he couldn't afford a shirt. He had to button his jacket up, his coat up, up to the neck. Yeah. Cover up the fact he didn't have a shirt. Yeah. He so he was not. He was not rolling in it. He died in poverty. And he was struggling. A lot of that had to do with uh, the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's just funny. His reasons for doing it, I thought, were really, really weak. And, yeah, then, because it's it's okay. And then when you get to the reasons, it's like, oh, man, well, that's just a horrible resolution to this. That's just horrible. Oh, God, it took forever uh, to get to it, too. Yeah, then when it finally gets to it, like, oh, thanks. You know, but, by the uh, point, you're like, I don't care anymore. Just end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Uh, but there's also uh, – we're talking about shots here a little bit when we segued into this. And uh, I just want to say one of my – I thought this was a really cool shot was uh, when Poe is sitting on the bench and he's looking up at the sky. Yeah. And the camera is just looking right down at him. I thought, that's really nice. I really like that shot composition there. Was that at the very beginning? Was that at the very beginning? There was a uh, – that was in the very beginning, and they also had that at the very end because that's where yeah. he died. So, well, that's where he got found. He wasn't dead yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoa, we're wow, we're talking about a movie we don't like that much, but the time is flying by. <laughs> um, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. The Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park is open for the season and waiting for you. That's right, the Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park. Do not take your family to that same old snooze fest of a park, Disney World. Take them where they really want to go. Take them where they can hear the moaning and groaning of the bells, bells, bells. The Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park has it all. Get strapped into the thrilling pit and the pendulum coaster of fear, where one person is guaranteed to be sliced in half by a giant pendulum and everybody else plunges into a putrid pit. Step into the House of Usher Nightmare Elevator where you will plummet 12 stories into your very own premature burial. Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park also features live entertainment. Watch and be amazed as Hot Frog demonstrates the eight-chained orangutan. Attend the elegant Mask of the Red Death costume ball. But don't let the Red Death touch you. Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park! Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park! Go online and become a gold bug member today and enjoy a free cask of Amatilado, the Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park. Warning, if you do not have a good time at the Edgar Allan Poe Fun Park, you may suffer from a descent into the maelstrom. Uh, 
All right, we're back. And, uh, we have been talking about the John Cusack movie, The Raven. Now, Jeremy, I see we have a caller on the line. I'm going to bring them up and see what they think about The Raven. Maybe they liked it more than us, or maybe they hated it more than us. Ruby? Hey, caller, you're on. Hey, what you know, Joe? Hey, is this Brandon? It is me. Brandon, two shows in a row. How are you, man? I am doing great, man. I am doing great. Great. Good to hear from you again. Oh, it's good to be back on the radio. So, you saw, you see the Raven? Yes, I did see the Raven. Did you, did you like it, or did you hate it, or do you, you're indifferent to it? I'm in between. I'm in between. I, um, I did like, I did like, you know, the fact that, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe's um, poems, like The Bells, Course the Raven, and a few others. But I read a little bit of his biography. But it, you know, just the movie itself. I guess, I mean, the director, you know, like, you know, what he did, uh, V for Vendetta and Matrix. I was kind of like, he was kind of giving it a twist. But some of the things to me wasn't like factual. Because to me, I don't. If I'm correct, he didn't die on a park bench. So um, and no, he didn't. Some he the, didn't uh, die on a park park bench. He was found on a park bench. Oh, was he found on the park bench? I thought they said they found him in the I don't know, the like the. Oh, he was. Uh, he was wandering. Let me see. Uh, he was wandering around, incoherent, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about this for a little yeah, bit he, there because. So he's wandering the streets of Baltimore, delirious and in great distress and in need of immediate assistance. What's that? And in someone else's clothes. He he wasn't wearing his own clothes. Yeah, he he was. So uh, one of the the theories is, because nobody really knows what the actual cause of death is for Poe, all of the documents are gone, lost. All the the death certificate, the medical records are gone. So... Yeah, so, well, one of the theories is, and uh, Jeremy uh, just uh, touched on this a little bit, is called cooping. Uh, cooping. You guys know what cooping yeah. is. Jeremy, you know what cooping is, right? It's basically when you or go was. to the, It's basically when, um, during voting, um, you will take somebody and use them, usually a drunk person, to vote, and then take them, change their clothes, and take them back and have them vote again. Basically, you know, having oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and the gangs in New York where they, they, they made people grow their beers out. They and did that. They go vote and they, they did. cut their beers off. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, and then have them vote again, yeah. So one of those theories is that he uh, was a victim of that, and they actually mention it's election day when uh, in the movie The Raven when mm-hmm. Poe uh, was found in the park. So, I mean, that's one of those little things that I thought – well, that's kind of cool. They put that in there, and then uh, he was actually heard saying Reynolds. Yep, Reynolds. Then um, they, there were reports that his last words were actually, uh, Lord, help my poor soul. Uh-huh. But none of that. We can't really verify that, but the, that's just some of the reports. But anyway, that, that's one of the interesting things I thought was kind of interesting in the movie and kind of wish they had done more of that type of stuff rather than what they had done in it. Well, uh, so, uh, a gothic mystery thriller. Yeah. 
instead yeah. of a big action movie. <laughs> yeah, there were there was a I think we mentioned the chase through the woods on the horses. There's also that chase in the theater where Poe's running around on the rafters chasing the oh, killer and Emmett is running around in the cellar there underneath the stage there where the props are kept thinking he's chasing the killer. Of course, that's just a little kid who's hiding from him. I mean, he's got a gun drawn on him. Wouldn't you go hide from him too? If you're a kid, you're like, oh, what is he doing? <laughs> well, so running around so Brandon, in the 19th uh, what about, theater. Yeah. Running around in the 19th Brandon, what, what did you think of... Could you get? Exactly. Hey, uh, Brenda, what do you think of John Cusack as Poe? And uh, have you seen the Masters of Horror episode, The Black Cat, with Jeffrey Combs as Poe? Uh, I did not see the the Black Cat. I did not see that. But now I am. I'm going to look it up and uh, watch it. Um, John Cusack, as we all say, he is a great actor, but he, he was not the perfect person for that role. Um, to me, personally... Um, I kind of wanted to see Nicolas Cage do it, to be honest. What? He has that Nicolas Cage. What? <laughs> yeah. Are it, you serious I right now? It. I'm dead serious. Are you serious? You're kidding, right? Yeah. No, I'm not laughing. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeremy, what do you think of that? I don't even know what to say. Uh, Nicholas Cage, I don't know if he has the uh, acting range to play um, Edgar Allan Poe, but, I mean, he, well, he, he would do well, a, a good well, mockery of it. Well, I'm just saying, like... I mean, Nicholas Cage has, to... like, his his range is, like, I'm his range is, like, Nicholas Cage and crazy Nicholas Cage. He's That's what he is. <laughs> and I don't dislike Nicholas Cage either, but that's what Nicholas Cage does. He's Nicholas Cage, and then he's crazy Nicholas Cage. He definitely are you serious, Brandon? You really would? You, are, yeah, you're you really not kidding, this, Brandon? No, because this is why the tone of the movie Nicholas Cage played in a lot of action movies. This is kind of like an action movie. This kind of wasn't like a, like a documentary or a bio of his story. It was just something with a suspense twist thriller to it. With action in it, which to me, Nicholas Cage could have played that part. You know, John Cusack was good, but if they was playing like a a true story, a true life, a true bio of Edgar Allan Poe, and they chose John Cusack to play that part, I can see that. But it being an action suspense thriller, I can see Nicholas Cage playing that part. All right. So, uh, Jeremy, I, I think uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> I think you said uh, you had a few positive things you wanted to say about the movie. Uh, I don't think we've really touched on some of those. Uh, do you want to go over that? Oh, yeah. Um, well, um, the cinematography by uh, Danny Rollman is beautifully rendered. It's, it's a shame that the busy camera work gets in the way of that. Uh, I, you know, the colors are muted, which is fine, I think, for, you know, if, well, for what they were intending to evoke from it, I think the muted colors worked fine. But um, I, I thought it was very beautifully uh, shot. And uh, just uh, the dang camera work was constantly zooming in and out of keyholes and uh, people's rectums and out their noses. And, you know. but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, that's, that's what I thought kept getting in the way. And uh, also I thought the uh, – 
musical. Um, yeah, the musical score by Lucas Vidal is uh, really good as well. It's atmospheric and creepy in all the right places, though it is a bit actiony and doesn't feel as if it fits in a period piece like this. It would work wonderfully in an action adventure story set in modern times. But I feel a score should evoke the musical taste in uh, instruments available, at, you know, in the uh, time period that it's being shot in. It's a good score set in the wrong time period, I feel. Yeah, I thought the score was pretty good also. Um, so Brendan Gleeson is also in this, and uh, uh, Brendan uh, named a, another Brendan Gleeson movie, The Gangs of New York. I mm-hmm. thought he was good in this, and I don't think I've ever seen him turn in a bad performance. Uh, what do you oh, think, God, no. Jeremy? I think he was awesome. I mean, Brandon? he's just an awesome actor. Brendan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brendan, what did you think? Brandon, you there? Uh, I, he might have hung up. Oh, I think he. Uh, I think we lost him. Uh, I think he. He's. Uh, well, thanks, Brandon. I don't know. Uh, he's not. Appreciate you. Thanks, Brandon. It's good to have you on. Um. Uh, yeah, he's gone. Oh, his call is gone now. So he's he's totally gone. Okay, so <laughs> we'll never get to know what Brandon thought about Brendan Gleeson in this movie. Well, he's no Nicholas Cage. But that's okay? all right. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I think we were talking a little bit about what can you do to fix this movie, and that's one of the things we always try to do is go, well, what could you do to fix this movie? Um, the only thing I can think of is uh, you scrap the whole fiction section and try to make it a uh, real kind of biopic, which. I'm not really sure there really has been one done on Poe. Do you no. know if there has been? I don't think there has. Uh, no, there hasn't. I mean, if they shot it like Mary Riley, remember uh, the way Mary Riley looked, that oh. beautiful grittiness of it? They would shoot it like that. Yes. And do it, actually, like you said, as an actual um, biography. Or even if they want to do the whole um, murder mystery thriller aspect of it, do it in that type of atmosphere. Uh, you know, remove all of the flashy camera work and everything, and uh, I think you'd uh, have a uh, halfway decent film on your hands there. And get you know, get someone other than John Cusack uh, and not Nicolas Cage to play um, <laughs> Alan Poe. And you're, <laughs> you're set. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just playing with you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening, Brandon, we're just we're just messing. We love you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's back. So let's see if we can get him on here real quick right before the uh, end and see what he thought of Brendan Gleeson. Hey, Brandon, you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I dropped my phone. Oh, that's all right. So uh, we asked you what you thought. Of, oh, you dropped your phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Brendan Gleeson in this? Um, uh, mm. Not not mm, oh no. Not too bad. All right. So also uh <laughs> we haven't mentioned uh Luke, <laughs> Luke Evans is in this and uh I think this came out this came out April of two thousand and twelve. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So this was like right right before the Hobbit came out, right? I mean, the first Hobbit was 2012, and Luke Evans wasn't in that one, but he was in the next one. So this is kind of like 
I didn't really no. I thought he did a good job in it too, and yeah, he did a good I think job. He's, that's what uh, he to work with. Yeah, I, I think he's a pretty good actor. Also, mm-hmm. so there's a uh, performance by him that's uh, fairly good. So this movie's kind of like you might really like it, or you might be indifferent to it. Yeah, this is one of those movies. I think there is some middle ground to some movies. There's no middle ground. You're either gonna like it, or you're just gonna hate it. But this one might have that yeah, middle ground for some people. Well, well, then also too, they kind of brought some of you know Eager Island's you know methods of horror to to life to me, like the pendulum and um, some other things yeah. in the movie. You know, so yeah. being buried alive and yeah, so stuff like that. You know, I absolutely yeah. wanted to say this too. Uh, thank you, Brandon, but we're really short of time. But I do want to say this: uh, there is a a lot of movies called The Raven. And uh, one of them, uh, and we should uh, we should do a show on this one. Is uh, it's got Vincent Price in it? It's got uh, yeah. Nicholson in it. I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that. Peter Laurie in it. It's got Boris Karloff in it. It's a. Uh, it was oh, written man. by Richard Matheson. It oh, has yeah. really nothing to do with uh, the poem "The Raven" at all, but it is awesome. And it's funny. So uh, I think someday uh, we'll have to go ahead and do that one because I love that one. And uh, Jeremy, you got any final thoughts on uh, the 2012 Raven? Well, the only thing I can say is I'm glad at the very least they made it. It may, may be able to introduce Edgar Allan Poe to a whole new generation of people who may have otherwise not know who he is. Uh Brandon? Um, I agree. I do agree with that, um, that it did open up doors for uh, a younger and new audience. It did. All right. And uh, I'm glad I finally watched it and got it out of the way. And uh, (laughs) we will see you all next time. All right, Jeremy, thanks for being on. And Brandon, as always, thanks for calling on in. Oh, you got it. Anytime. Talk to you later. (laughs) 